When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. For logbook servicing you can rely on, you need to make the right choice. You need trained professionals who are fully qualified to service your car according to manufacturer's specifications. For real peace of mind and a nationwide warranty, book in or book online at repcoservice.com. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. Spoil mum this Mother's Day. Find Kylie Minogue, darling, 75 mil, 29.99 at Chemist Warehouse. This is Baz and Dizzy for breakfast on SENZ. Baz and Izzy for breakfast on SCNZ. I've just blown Louis' ears off. Blowing his eardrums. Sorry about that. I'm excited because I'm up here in Auckland. I'm in the studio seeing the lads face to face. You just take it for granted, really, when you're down in Christchurch. You're sitting behind your screen by yourself. How enjoyable it is to be up here. But hey, I want to get down too comfortable because we might have to move in here full time if Hutchie has his way. But anyway, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I love him being in the studio, boys, with his and uh, sharing the morning's conversations. Toppers, we just had our flu jabs. Just had our flu jabs from the team at Chemist Warehouse, Rav and Louise. And, uh, well, it's pretty important because this year, like no other, we'll be running rampant illnesses and the flu. Because of last year, we were all locked up. We had... No socialising, really. Um, they're expecting a bit of a flu season. So make sure you head in. You can head into the chemist warehouse. It is easy. Walk on in. They've got, uh, how many, 180-odd pharmacists? or Lots. Lots of pharmacists. So there'll be people there that know what they're doing. Friendly. Good people. Friendly, open, will listen. It's only $20, but then there's also funding if you're available for it. Just go talk to your team at Chemist Warehouse, and they'll help you out. 
Uh, coming up in the next hour, we're going to talk to Paul Eiffel, former All Whites and Phoenix striker. Outstanding man after they won on Sunday. They're taking on Melbourne Victory this Friday. They're only two points. I think they need two points in the next couple of games to lock that spot in the playoffs. They got a 1-0 win over Western Sydney Wanderers on Sunday at Eden Park. And how good was it to see Josh Krongfeld in there with his shirt off? Get off! Big shoulders uh, running an absolute mark. They are awesome supporters. Awesome supporters. All right, the next hour, we're going to dedicate it to you, our awesome listeners and supporters. 0800 150 811 on the Kennard Tire phone line. If you would like to talk about the Warriors, you've got anything. The questions, the answers, what are they? We want to hear from you. We've got Dave from Palmy on the line, and we want to hear from you. So, morning, Dave. Morning, Izzy. Morning, Kempe. Morning, Louie. Hey, look, yeah, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter where they are located, mm. but you need you need someone like Ken Laban as the coach. Get mm. him in there for, you know, five to ten years. Mm. Don't let the talent go overseas and start again. Otherwise, we're going to be having this conversation every single year. You know, Dave, you know, you know, Dave. Frank, yep. Frankie, Frankie Endicott touched on it yesterday and said, you know, he's been a little bit worried about the recruitment, and they need to get that right. Especially, you know, as we saw last night. I got to say, you know, like Sean Johnson looks like a thirty-three-year-old running around at the moment. I can't see um, where that replacement's coming from, and either the nine or the seven. Can you? No, but Timpy, if you look at the three. All the NRL teams, how many teams could actually New Zealand make up if we didn't let the talent go over there? And like you, exactly. you said mm. yesterday, Ken Layboy, he's an encyclopedia of who's coming through, mm. who, who, where's this guy is, you know, um, where's he going, what school he's going to. You need to harness that here. Yeah. It's our talent. Don't let it go. Just don't let it go. That's yeah, a fair you know, shout. That is a fair yeah. shout, like I said it yesterday about Ken Laban. There's one thing he knows. He knows the future that is coming through the grades with school players. He knows exactly everything about them. He's got a good background. I think the Warriors will be silly if they don't get him involved. And, well, we'll ask him the question and see if he's interested. Thank you, Dave. Cheers for your call, mate. Appreciate it. Give us a call. 0800-150-811. The Warriors. Yeah, Kempi, that Dave's touched on something you've talked about a lot this year alone, uh, but I know you're passionate about pathways, and, and that mm. makes a lot of sense. Now, when you put that in position and in translation to what they did last night, that is a group of men who are professional rugby league players playing in the top flight that didn't put in a performance in the second half that, half that they could ever be proud of. And there are two different things. They have got the opportunities, so they need to try harder and play harder. Nathan Brown was asked that question in the press conference after the game. Did your players give up, Brownie? Some people did, yeah. I've got no doubt at all. I've been in this game a long time, and it's disappointing to actually sit here and say that, but some people looked for the easiest easiest way out they could, and that's sad. That's not a reflection of all the players. We had some players that worked extremely hard and put themselves on the line, you know, but when you're playing against a team that's that good and you don't have the ball, you know, the best players can look not good, you know. The Storm, can that's what they can do to you, you know, and then being under extreme, I think, I don't know how many tackles we had the ball for in the second half, but you could put many players out there against, and, and you know sometimes the fatigue causes people, you know, to make some some bad decisions. But we had some people that made some bad decisions, not so much because of fatigue, and that's what's disappointing. That's a choice, right? Like that's a mental. Thing. That's a, definitely a choice, yeah. So how do you fix that? Uh, I've got some ideas, but not public ones. <laughs> <laughs> that's a choice to not try hard and it's not put enough effort and give up 
How's Brownie going to do that behind closed doors? How's he going to get through to his players, Kempi? Well, let's let's get a couple of the statistics right first. Okay, he talked about he talked about a couple of real key points here. He said, "I don't know how many tackles were made in the second half." Okay, well, in the game, you made three hundred fifty-one tackles as opposed to uh, one hundred eighty-nine from Melbourne. You made one hundred sixty-two more tackles. Mm. So, so we, there's only six six tackles in a set. Um, if you don't kick the ball on the last, all right. So you did plenty of defending, and you only completed twenty six sets of of um, six compared to forty two sets from from Melbourne. And on most of those, they scored something like eleven tries. So um, his problem is defence. Okay, his problem is defence. Whoever's the defensive coach, mate, bring someone else in because you need you need someone quick, what? smart. And the other part is accountability. What you just asked there, Louis, like. I don't care about it being mentioned behind closed doors or, or having a conversation behind closed doors, but don't say you're going to do something and then there's no accountability. Mm. All right, Hold people accountable for their actions. I think during the week with Justin Morgan, he spoke about their goal line defence, best best ever, best ever. But you've got to talk about the what's leading up to, to the opposition getting on the goal line. They're giving piggyback penalties up the field. They're giving teams opportunities for back-to-back sets. Um, you know, so they, they're actually feeding the beast with a lot of these things, and those are controllable as well. Those are the things you can control. And he spoke about the effort and, and how he's going to fix that, Louis. And you asked me the question before the show, and I said, Well, I've got personal reasons, and I've been upfront, I've been open about this on air before, but there's one thing that you can do is you've got to be vulnerable in front of your teammates, and you've got to be. You know, you've got to be showcased clips during the meetings. You're going to be spoken about. There's going to be little moments in that game where he's going to pinpoint players, senior players. I'm predicting senior players that probably won't expect it are going to get a tap on the nose in front of their peers, and that's the only way they're going to learn. They'll, they'll keep it indoors. Steve Hansen did it to me. I remember vividly being in Brisbane against South Africa over there. They kicked the ball back. I was absolutely knackered. I jog back. I don't sprint back. I jog back, and then he pauses it, and he says to me, right in front of my mates, who do you think you are? Do you not care about this team? Do you not care about that fern on your chest? Four million kids out there, or, you know, over-exaggerating, but millions of kids out there want to be in your opportunity, and you don't care? Mm. And you're in front of your mates, and you just, like, feel this big, like an ant, but next time that situation arises, oh, I'm up. I'm the first one on my feet. I'm the first one back there, but I shouldn't take that. It shouldn't take that, getting comfortable to become uncomfortable. Sometimes it does, and I think Izzy, that is really telling, and I think there would have been multiple examples. One thing Brownie's not going to have to do is look hard to find them to show his teammates. Oh, 800 150 his players, I mean. Here's Joe on the Kenata phone line. Joe and Gizzy, mate, late night watching that, and I imagine you were pretty gutted at the end of it. Mate, got up yesterday for the dawn service. Outstanding day, started well. Got up this morning for a dawn funeral. Hey, you know, there's a, there's, I see there's I see there's 17 arrest warrants out for impersonators this morning for uh, those guys to turn up last night at Amy Park. All right, mate, what a disgrace. Same thing as last week, gentlemen. We yeah. kept them in the game through our mistakes to the 50th minute. Mm. We kicked the ball dead. And, hey, you know, we come out cold again, Kempe. And guess what? We choke 
Hey, I've seen slugs play better than that, mate. Slugs. <laughs> hey, I tell you, I tell you what, I tell you what, Joe. The, those were great analogies. Uh, something happened at half time. Like, I, you know, me and Izzy were texting each other before Izzy went to sleep at half time um, about the effort that they were putting in and staying in the game. We spoke about it yesterday. Like around how do you how do you beat Melbourne? You stay in the game. Like you step out of the game. Like you just go and have a cup of coffee and you get done. And that's what happened last night. What do you think? Brownie needs to do to get an 80-minute effort out of his players for 26 rounds? Well, I listened to Cooper Cronk afterwards, and he was saying how they bring in any player, take Remus Smith, mm. right, played for the Bulldogs for two years, finished second last at last, brought him in, he's a world-class centre. Mm. They said they get him fit, they get him fitter, and then they get him even fitter, and then they give him one job, one job, mm. right? The Warriors, Jesus, Kosi, did he have arms last night? The mm. one job for him is to learn how to catch the ball, mate. Mm. You know, I think Brownie needs to. Brownie doesn't have any depth over there. We're going to have to big, borrow and steal players, right? For our squad, we don't have the under twenties coming through. We don't have any youth coming through. You know, we're struggling as it is to recruit players. I just think Brownie needs to say, listen, who who actually wants to be here? Mm. You know, Johnson non-existent. Never went to the line, throwing you know hallelujah passes. Yeah. Right. I think they went in at half time and thought, hey, boys, boys, we're in this. Mm. You know? And then when I looked through back the results this morning, you know, when I got to have your coffee, they, the, the Tigers had the worst result. They only lost by 10 points and they were in the game the whole time. The Raiders only lost by 12 points. Mate, the, the Warriors are going to be the laughing stock of the NRL for the whole year mm. based on that. And you see Fanua Blake turn up at the press conference. He's like, what am I doing here? You know, Reese Walsh, I don't know what that guy's doing, but he can go to the Dolphins, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know take, take, him, take him. Oh, that is good. I think, I, I think that's the problem, Joe, is that you've got to be careful that you don't lose the Fanua Blakes. Like, they've already lost um, Matt Lodge, you know, who said that he doesn't want to come back. You don't want to lose the players that are actually putting the effort in, in the middle of the park. So um, thanks a lot, mate. It's, it's great um, Love passion. your call, Joe. Love your Outstanding. call. Outstanding. Um, about that, but yeah, man. Like, what do you do? I, I'll give you. I'll give you an example of what I saw last night. And I'm not having a crack at Sean. Okay, I've been in his shoes at 32 before I retired. There's two plays in the game that really told me that he was an aging footballer. The first one was when he threw the intercept. It's not that he threw the intercept. You look at the pass that he threw and how he threw it. He caught the ball from left to right on his on his good side, but before he passed it, he jumped in the air before the collision. Okay, so he passed the ball blinded, but jumped in the air, getting ready to for the collision. You don't jump when you're in this in this competition. You are ready for the collision. You mm. get you get you cop that. Okay, that told me yeah he doesn't like the collision. And the second one was when Jesse Bromwich, mate, Jesse Bromwich spent most of the dot not on the bench last night. I don't know if you guys knew that. So when he came on and caught that ball two man out and just ran at Sean, Sean didn't tackle him, he fell off him and and what was a, a pretty easy tackle to make on a front rower. Um, and on both sides of the coin I'm talking about, so one in offence when he has the ball and the other one in defence, like maybe if they don't move him to six, then maybe Sean has to call it. Well, it's a, you, you kind of made the point and you've got to be careful around asking those questions of the Fanil Blakes, the Matt Lodges and the Sean Johnson because if you're saying that, do you really want to be here? What, well, if, the, Johnson, what if the answer is no? Joe, see, Joey Johns, and he will say this, he knew he was done. Like, you know, you, you, you love those great players. You know, like, like he knew his neck was done. 
and he copped a, he copped a whack and he was trying to come back. But he he tells a story. He said two weeks before that neck injury, I knew I was done. Mm. So he knew before the neck injury. You know what I mean? So and you do. I'm look. Me and Izzy, we've been there. You do, mate. And the worst thing about it is pe- people people look at you and they go, we know, mate. We know. You know what I mean? So, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see. I hope he, I, I I hope knew, he can come I back. knew because of my body. I yeah. knew, And you probably knew because of your body. 100%. I, I think Sean's still got the body that can survive you know, out. I just think he's lacking confidence. He's lacking a bit of vision and a bit of trust in his team around him. And... What was his greatest asset back in the day? His greatest asset was attacking the line, and the question marks were asking about his distribution, his ability to connect with his outsides. I think when he went to Australia, he lost that attacking ability, and he's, he gained his uh, connections with his outsides. But now he's stuck in the middle. I feel like he's he's in two minds of, mm. of whether he's going to kick it, whether he's going to run it, whether he's going to be unselfish. You spoke about it with, with Reese Walsh. You heard his comments. He's trying to be that player to help feed uh, Reese Walsh and so he's already got in his mind that he's going to be a distributor and when you like that you're going to be a robot you're going to just keep passing the ball so and this is where Brownie needs yeah. this is where you're dead right but this is where Brownie needs a help from his assistant so move him out one mm. like but, you know just because you wear seven and six doesn't mean you're doing the so same why? why well tell us why why would you move him out well one? you'd move him out one because he does become a distributor and if you look at the way that Munster and Walker play let's say so let's take the two best sixes in the game mm. which is Walker at South and, and Munster at, at Melbourne like they move the ball on and bring their fullback into the game as a second distributor they 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 basically have one more pass out, which gives them a little bit more time. And Sean, you can't play like that in the seven jersey. Mm. You know, and Louis picked it up last night watching St George. If you have a look at the St George half, how many times did he get tackled? Ben Hunt. Lots. Ben Hunt. Take, to, he he used his running game to completely open up the channels for his big boys running. And then that ball that the first try that they scored. Tilt ball in two hands, looking them in the eye, taking it to the line, short, and and that's all right. You bring in the light defensive line into conge- mm. what do you call that? What's so that you word? Compress the, so you compress it. the de- you compress the defensive line because you bring in the half and the and the middle back into the game, and then you expose in the six, which is six moves it to the fullback and exposes the outsides, which Melbourne and South do so well. Um, and I think that's how you prolong Sean's career in the, in first grade this year. I'd make, to be brutally honest, I think this is Sean's last year. Mm. So you, you look at Cronk's comments. After the game, talking about players going in there with um, Joe coming on and talking about his comments, how players go in there, being an underwhelming size, but they go in there, they get surrounded by a culture environment where mediocre is, is not a, not a, you know not part of their um, setup. And I look at the Warriors over the part, last couple of years, and they've recruited some outstanding rugby league players: Filetti Matau, Isaac Luke, Tomkins, Inu, guys that have been playing well for their clubs, going the Warriors, and then just turning into mediocre players. So what is that? Is that just a real... You know the most telling part... Culture, of, environment, situation that we've got going on, does, you know? Yeah, you know the most telling part about that is is that the guys that have been... Um, you look, I listened to Blairy last night. and on this, I don't really listen to Sky's commentary, but I listened just to... I wanted oh, to geez. hear what Adam Blair had to say. <laughs> um and and what Blairy said, and he, you've got to remember that he was at Melbourne. He went to the yeah. Tigers. He copped it at mm. the Tigers, and before he went to Brisbane, and then ended up back here, back home. Um, one of our great footballers. What he said about Melbourne is they expect they expect no less than excellence. Mm. He said you walk into their culture, and you you just buy into it. And that, this is what he was saying. He said you just buy. You got no choice but to buy into it. When you go to training, you you're just you want to be at your best. Mm. 
Now, I when the first thing I thought about was, but you came to the Warriors. Mm. You know what I mean? How come we, what we should be saying to Blairy is like, how do we get that here? You well, know, that's the question. Yeah, and look, you hear this in sports documentaries, winning breeds winning, and eventually there's a chicken and egg scenario. And, and, I just how, want, and I just want to say, Louie, look, people will say, Kemper, you had them as, as coach. How come you couldn't get that here? It's, it's not easy. Hmm. It is not oh. easy. Can't just slip your fingers. One hundred percent. Hey, we've got one more call before we head off. Ed in Tolaga Bay. Morena, Ed. Morena. Morena, brothers. Uh, I'll keep it short. Um, about defense and the Warriors. Yep. Because um, uh, I saw this guy on TV a while ago. Now I think he might be still playing. Bunty. Bunty. I thought he's still playing. Yep. But anyway, he's on. They're interviewing him on TV, and, and they go, "Oh, you've got the Rabbitohs coming over on the weekend." What's the Warriors going to do? And he goes, oh, we're going to throw the ball around and have some fun or have a smile. And I just went, what? What? <laughs> what he should have said was, we are going to smash them. Yeah. Because that's exactly what they did. Mm. They smashed them and took that smile off their faces. I said, man, can you really say this? That's our big boy too. Yeah, our big boy is going to set the attitude, set the mindset from the get-go saying that. Look, you got to earn the right way. We heard Laban yesterday talk about you got to earn the right to go through a team, around the team, and at the moment, and then the, they didn't. Oh, this was a couple of years ago, Cuzzy, mm. and then Kimby was going, that was the defence on them. Man, they just smashed some records, didn't they? Mm. Yeah. The worst uh, records. Yeah, look, and it was just the way they capitulated last night too, you know. like They, they did put in a, 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 you'd say, 40, I don't think, you know, Brownie said 50 minutes. I don't think 50 minutes. I think it was closer to 35 minutes they put a decent effort in um, but yeah unfortunately the game doesn't finish it don't clock off at 30, the 35th minute no the one the one saving grace to this point is sure. that they do thank you for your call Ed and everybody on the Kennard's Higher phone line uh, is that they bounce back they play again on Saturday so it's a shorter week they're going to get right straight back into it they will be having one of the more honest reviews today Nathan Brown's going to try and deal with us behind closed doors we'll read tea leaves in the media this week and we'll get some more audio from him watch his press conferences and his media availabilities to see what they're going to do to remedy this back with some of your texts here on the Warriors it's Baz Nizzi for breakfast here with Chemist Warehouse Great savings every day. Here's some tips for maintaining your Trex deck. Um, occasionally wash it with some soapy water or a pressure cleaner. Trex composite decking is low maintenance and won't fade, splinter or warp. Trex, the world's number one decking brand.